episode today, we got Matt Furbringer in the house. How we doing, Furbs? What's up, boys? Furbs. Been it's up. good to have you over. Been looking forward to this one. Um, we're all within like here. a couple blocks of each other now. It's, it's funny if you just like go down the strand. It's like, all right, we got try on. You're now 19th ish, and now you got pop up to 28. Yeah, you just got to cover. It's basically like that for the whole beach volleyball community, right? We're all just kind of scattered as close as we can get to the beach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It uh, it's been an interesting year, that's for sure. Yeah, as um, we were talking, especially about. for like any players or coaches, and obviously. You're a coach, and I've seen you out at the beach a couple times yeah. uh, with your boy Mateo. Yeah, um, who he's really good. Thanks. By the way, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's well. He's born at the volleyball, so he's he's played a long time, so he's yeah. good. Yeah, he has yeah. fun. What uh, what are you doing at the moment? Where I guess what are you allowed to do at the moment as a coach um, at Long Beach uh, and with still with Rockstar, right? Yeah. So um, first, thanks for having me, boys. This is yeah. this is fun. Sure. Um, connect with all you guys uh right now long beach we just had our first week of practice and okay. it was literally in a year almost a year to the date from the last time we saw our girls so up to that point we had just been zooming uh with our girls two to three times a week um you know we learned a lot about how to build a culture over zoom so, um, <laughs> so <laughs> we did a lot of great stuff actually like i think in the long run it would be a really good thing for us i mean but it's very it was very frustrating the moment not just to be able to get our girls on campus and uh this year we had 10 freshmen and Jeez. our first time seeing them was on monday wow in the entire year besides on a zoom that's crazy <laughs> so you want to talk about a little bit crazy yeah, yeah really crazy so i mean we've hit a lot of bumps but um i think we all have and um We've learned a lot, which has been, I think, kind of fun to learn all the lessons we've learned. And um, But now we're back in the gym, and this week was, I mean, it was like the focus was just, I mean, everyone oh, I was so tuned in, you know, like all the players, coaches, just locked in. So it was fun. We get them for about five weeks, and then before we get into uh, double days in August. Okay. It's exciting yeah. to be back. Yeah, no, it's, oh, it's yeah. super fun. And, and the, the crazy part is, in the meantime, I was coaching Rockstar three days a week, going yeah. to tournaments. You know, doing all this stuff, and uh, and then other colleges are going, and we're not. And what happened with Long Beach is um, our school is fighting so hard to get us out there, but um, the city of Long Beach was being really strict. So the city of Long Beach has their own health department, and they were just being super cautious. And mm. you know, I mean, I'm glad we were in one of those areas that was being cautious versus putting the kids at risk and putting them out there. Right. Um, so we have a good system now. We test pretty much every day. We have to do all stuff to go in, so it feels good. But we're in the pyramid. We have our Terraflex court down. Nice. It's just us and the guys, so we have like a lot of. I know we just get. It's pretty focused, so it's good. Yeah, yeah. I practiced oh, yeah. with uh, Casey and Chase the other day, and, and Mike Campbell's obviously yeah. working with them. And yeah. He's like, all right, boys, I got to run. Got my third COVID test this week that I got to go to. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. They're not cutting any corners of COVID this year. In the no. No. <laughs> and you're vaccinated too, right? And I'm, I'm vaccinated. So again, Mike had it. I'm oh, sorry, Mike. If you didn't know that. Um, <laughs> and he's, he's having to get tested, you know, so yeah. it's, but listen, it's, it's for the safety of others. Like yeah. I'm for it. You know, totally. I'm not, you know, I didn't really care if I got vaccinated or not, but right. if it's going to help other people and going to help me do it, then I'm all in. Yeah. yeah. And you got what? One, I got, you got one shot. I got one shots? shot yesterday. Okay. Hoping to get my next one before Cancun, but yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm not all that. I mean, I had pre-existing health stuff, so it's a little, little scarier. That's why I got yeah. to get my vaccine. Yeah. But um, at the end of the day, it's like peace of mind for like other people around me. Like totally. that makes it totally worth it for me. Yeah. And yeah. so apparently, the second shot 
you feel people are feeling kind of sick. Did you get sick? So my mother-in-law who lives with us, my wife, myself, my parents, none of us had anything on a second shot. Huh, really? So uh, we did have one of our coaches, Sabrina Hernandez. She felt something on the second shot. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, I look, think it's hit or miss. Yeah, it's hit or miss. So, yeah. I, I don't know. Because apparently your, <laughs> your immune system after the first shot, it can recognize it quicker, right? So then it'll bring the fever on whatever your okay. body needs to do to beat it. Like it'll bring it on right away. But I guess some people just... Science. Science. <laughs> Beats me. I don't know. <laughs> we play volleyball, don't we? But I'm stoked because, <laughs> dude, this bubble, there's one week in COVID. I heard 15 people total, like including after the event got COVID in Doha. at one point or another. Yeah. I heard that too. So if we have three weeks in a row of a bubble, like it's going to be like survival. Like yeah. screw well, playing like, volleyball, just don't get COVID yeah, and you're going to be in the event. You're going to be like sliding up the seating yeah. most likely. And that's what um, I, that I was talking to someone about it. Um, Cause I was like, part of me is like pretty glad that I had it. Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's supposed to be basically like a natural vaccine right. where you got the antibodies. Cause like now when I test, I'm, I'm not nervous at all. Right. Um, but yeah, cause I was talking to Pedlo and he said 12 or 15. I don't know what the numbers up yeah, to I don't know after exactly. Doha and they were tight in Doha. Like you're getting tested all the time. Couldn't get into the bubble without a negative test. Couldn't leave without a negative test. So our poor trainer, Christian Hartford's still in Doha. So brutal. Cause he's sitting tested. in his hotel room for 10 to 14 days. Yeah. And so <laughs> what I'm wondering, I'm wondering what they're going to do in Cancun. Um, if you test positive, cause at the same time, like you can't keep them in the bubble, but you also can't leave the bubble. Right. right? So what do you do with them? I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to all be going. So I'm also coaching the um, U S men's team. So I'll be in Tokyo with them and uh-huh. we're going okay. to, we're going to a, a bubble in Italy for world. Well, for VNL now it used to be the world league. Right. Okay. So we're going to be there from the 25th until of May till the 27th of June. Okay. In oh, a bubble. Yeah. And so, but same thing, you know, it's like, if you get it when you're there, you know, we, we're talking about it even to the guys like, hey, I know you're coming home from overseas. You want to see people. But like if you get it a week or two weeks leading up to this, you're not going. And if you're not going on this trip, they're not letting people in late. Yeah. yeah and exactly. if you're not going on this trip, you're not going to the Olympics. Yeah. Because you won't train. That's basically oh, that's training insane. going up. Yeah. Right. So it's like it's nerve wracking. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, gosh, these people put so much work in and it could come down to some some virus is yeah. just it's, totally yeah. luck of the draw yeah you walked by the wrong person yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. brutal yeah. that's a long time in a bubble though from may you said may 2nd to June. no no may may 22nd okay yeah we'll leave on the 22nd i think and then yeah no it's gonna be it's, it will be it will be great for us because we've been all been apart for so long right. so in a way it'll be really good and they're letting people bring families okay. they can bring their families cool. so mm-hmm. guys with young kids can bring their kids yeah. and be in the bubble the whole time yeah but um yeah, I mean, it's hard for me because I'll be away from my family the whole time. But I think for our team, if we have, we have any chance of winning gold, that we, we need these we need mm-hmm. these five, six weeks yeah. together. And we're not – I don't follow the indoor stuff a whole lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you still keep up with it. But how, to. how is the indoor team doing? Or how, how were we looking before shit hit the fan? Yeah, really good. I mean, I actually – so I was with them in 2016, and then I left to – to work at Long Beach with Joy. Okay. Um, and so I haven't been with them. And then right before, I think maybe like in January of 2020, they asked me to come back and take my old role. And cool. I said, sure, I'll do it. And then <laughs> it hit. So I haven't been really with a team in a while. I and mean, I've been okay. on Zooms with them and done stuff. Um, but I'm watching a ton of video right now, trying to catch up. Uh, and 
I mean, we're just solid everywhere. Yeah. But we need to be healthy and we need to be, um, we need to get some time together, like all the other teams right. do, right? Yeah. So it's, it's be interesting just who's healthy, right. who's ready. Um, but I'm, I'm excited. It's a really good group of, uh, of, of guys. Really okay. good group. Yeah. And I believe today they announced that uh, there's officially no foreign fans allowed at the Olympics, that. which we kind of already knew. Yeah, that's a Karch said that that's probably yeah. what they were going to do, which is pretty cool that they said no foreign fans, which means they're still leaving the door open to potentially Japanese fans. Japanese which fans, cool I think, can go there. because the numbers are really great in Japan. Yeah, they have it under control, so yeah. they figure if they just. Did you see? I was looking at that today. Did you see if they're letting family go? Are those considered fans, or are they not letting family? Like no one. I didn't think that for family was included in that, but. I could be wrong. Okay. Yeah. Now we'll see. That's yeah. brutal. I got my press pass though. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Try to sneak my way in every side door possible. <laughs> nice. <Perfect. Yeah. laughs> Shoot, yeah. man. Last Olympics, I got to go see. So for those of you guys that don't know, I used to play with Nick Lucena, and mm -hmm. uh, when I was in Rio, I got to go to their fifth place match, and to get into the semifinal, quarterfinal yeah. match since fifth place against uh, Bruno and Alison, and. Um, we, it was random because we had everything prepped for our next game. We didn't have a game that day. We were prepped, um, ready to go. So like we took the whole staff, uh, we went. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and we walk in and it's a beautiful day. Like just sunny afternoon, like Rio, just insane. And uh, we walk in, I go down, I, I think to get a drink, I go down and all of a sudden I'm seeing like wind, like the sand starting to blow, like, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, dude, it's getting kind of windy, huh? By the time like, I go back up, back into the stadium, because it takes a little while, it is just a circular wind whipping through the stadium, and yeah. now it's not even like volleyball anymore, right? It's yeah. just like wind ball. And right. here was like this, I think the two best teams going sure. into the last, you know, last Olympics, um, battling in this wind ball, and it just came down to who started on that good side in that yeah. third set. You know, and it was just like, oh man, like this is just, I mean, it could have been, I mean, Alison and Phil, probably two of the best big game, big guys, mm -hmm. like when it matters, they're yeah. good. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was a bummer. Yeah. It was a bummer to and see that. And it was yeah. talking about like a virus or a wind. Totally. Carrie right. Walsh talks about it raining when she woke up for a gold medal match in China and how she, like, she had to like totally reset because she, her, her vision of it had always been right. like a sunny day. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah. It's really it's, interesting. Yeah. It's crazy. Huh. Yeah. It's such a bummer that. One, that they played in the wind, but two, that they played in the quarterfinals. When you're looking at, yeah, I mean, I think far and away the two best teams in the world at that time. Yeah, that was Bruno's fault. I, I feel like, right? I feel like it'd be interesting yeah, right. playing the Russians in the quarterfinals Yeah, in Tokyo. It'd be like, this is a bummer. Yeah. They just shouldn't play that early. <laughs> yeah. No. That was, uh, I, I felt like whoever won that match was going to potentially win that gold. Yeah, especially yeah. the way the, the rest of the bracket had kind yeah. of shaped up. But, yeah. yeah. It's Nicola interesting. Nupo made it an interesting gold medal match, though. I mean, they were winning both sets, like, to, like, the 18-17 switch, and then things kind of fell apart. Are they still playing well, Nikolai and Lupo? They're still playing well. Yeah. I mean, we haven't played in a year, but... I mean, yeah, they're still, they're still thought of as, you know, they can win any particular yeah. event. I, I feel like they don't... They're just not consistent because they're both so good like the talent is just there yeah. absolutely every match but it's like are they going to show up I remember, to win tournaments i remember in vegas um i was watching them play the qatari guys and i was sitting there watching it with jeff alzina mm -hmm. and z was like i don't know how these guys ever lose a match right like you'll see them play like that because i think nikolai 
is like he's one of the biggest blocks. Yeah, monster, and he yeah. sets like absolute beautiful yep. sauce. Yep. Goes on two. And yeah, yep. and then you get Lupo, who's just like Mr. Consistency. But then you watch him. I watched them play in the European Champs, and they lost to um, Estonia. Maybe and the Estonian guys are pretty good, but it's not right, a yeah. team you'd expect Nikolai and Lupo to lose to. Right. So then it set them up to play the Germans for twenty fifth. Mm. They beat the Germans, go all the way to the semifinals. So you get like Nikolai and Lupo can lose to Estonia one day, beat Germany the next, and go all the way to the semifinals and give Anders and Christian a three setter in the semis. It's right. Like, yeah. <laughs> you never yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, Lupo's super consistent. You know, he's okay. like. He's got the ability to be like I think he's like he's got all the shots and all. I mean, we put I, when I was playing, he was coming in and he had everything. Yeah, just all the game you possibly need. But yeah. I don't know if he's always like locked in. When yeah, I, yeah, when exactly. I've seen. It's yeah. it's more of like a is he locked in? Yeah, question. And when he is, it's you're right because it's just yeah, he's got all the tempos. Yeah, trying like, to block yeah. against him is a nightmare when he's on. Yeah, short, deep. Fast, low, high. Like, yeah, uh, and you snappy. run that just like little Snaps. mini set out of the middle. Uh -huh. It's just it just gives him so much court on both sides. Oh, yeah. And I love that offense. Yeah, yeah. definitely wasn't my offense. You, uh, <laughs> well, what I haven't seen you play too much. I found a couple old YouTube videos, All and right. I think one of my favorites is your Manhattan Beach run with Casey. Yeah, and <laughs> when you played Phil and Rosie, and you guys just I was like I don't know how anybody can possibly side out on you two. Nothing they did worked. So I don't know, um, like, what kind of player would you say that, that you were? I mean, you obviously were fantastic at Stanford. Um, that was the last match of your beach. career, right? That was my last match of my career, Not yeah. Bad. An epic way to go <laughs> yeah, out, man. pretty good. <laughs> I almost got uh, persuaded to come back by, um, by Taylor to come back okay. and play a match in Austin. Oh, nice. Um, and it was a couple years later, but I'd, I'd planned this whole party down in Mexico for all my friends to get together. And uh -huh. I was like, no. And then I was so happy I didn't go. Well, he ended up getting second. With uh, Tim Ballmer. With Tim Ballmer. Yeah. And he's like, I could have carried you. And I was like, I probably could have. Except when I played Manhattan, it was like nice, easy weather. I'm Because I wasn't in shape, right? And when I'm playing, mm -hmm. when, you know, and... He, I just heard about Austin being like 90 degrees hot. I'm like, would have oh, been, yeah. been miserable for yeah. me. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, last match. Um, I think Casey and I were, uh, we were emotional players, and I think we, we and Nick and I as well. And I, I think we were, we were a little bit hot and cold too. Yeah. Mm. You know, I don't wouldn't say we were the most consistent team, but I think when we, when our backs were against the wall, we were really good. Yeah. We were good in big tournaments. We were good in country quotas. Um, Casey and I started off not being good in finals, but we were good, but we just couldn't win we one for a while. And then we started like towards the end of our career, we started winning almost everyone we, we, we got to. Um, so, I, you know, both my partners used to always say, like, you're better on center court, you know, like you do better mm. <laughs> yeah. when, you're, when you're going. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I just, I think I was a uh, hard worker, worked really hard. I studied the game a lot. I picked up the game late, so I yeah. kind of always felt like I was a little behind on some things. So I, I worked really hard. I uh, came in with a whole generation of big guys that were kind of similar to me. Yeah. Where it was like Jake kind of picked it up late. I picked it up late. Nygaard came on the beach a little bit before. He kind of like, oh, well, he picked it up early, but he's from Wisconsin. He wasn't really on the beach game early. Yeah. Um, there was Sean Scott from Hawaii. There was, uh, we all kind of, Sean came in a little bit before us, but I feel like a bunch of us came in at the same time and it was cool just to see how much better we all got and um i'm missing other there was like a bunch of other guys that kind of came in at that time with me but it was just like i'm seven years of my career and it's like dude i'm way better than i was when i was 
you know, first coming on. And when I first came on, I was like 28 because right. I played indoor and then I played professionally indoor. And I was playing right. in the summer. I was playing tournaments, okay. but not year round. Um, and so like at 34, 35, I feel like I was way better than I was when I was younger. Give me hope, um, Verbs. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you just get better on that. I mean, look at Jake. Yeah. I mean, honestly. And, and, and for me, my last two years, I mean, my last year uh, going for London, I, I was, I thought I played really, really well. We were top four in the top five in the world. So crazy. The only reason we, we lost out is is Jake and Rosie were number one that year. Yeah. yeah. And in 2011, like we were working with Scott Davenport, and he's like, "If you guys finish this high, like you guys are in based on like the finishes." And we like demolished. Yeah. We were way better finishes than we were supposed to get, but then Jake and Rosie just went like, they went Dessert. just they won three tournaments in a row. Yeah. You know, and they went through the roof, and it came down to. Uh, Last tournament, we were in Rome. We were in the quarterfinals. I'll never forget this. So Rome's this awesome freaking venue. Yeah, it's like yeah. you got statues all around you and it's just, it's insane. And uh, I have a really good Italian friend that I played with overseas. Um, and he comes down and he's crying. And I'm like, fuck, man. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so basically we're in the quarterfinals, so are Jake and Rosie. Yeah. If Jake and Rosie win their quarterfinal match, then they're in nothing we can do if they lose if we win the tournament we're in right right and so um we're getting ready to play literally warming up and he comes down and he's like he's like he's like crying he's such a good guy and we're like fuck and he's like you don't even believe it so they were playing uh, they were playing latvia yeah and uh they were playing um the lion king and uh the Lion King in the third set was up like 9-5. I don't know if this is the right score. Jake, if you hear this, you can tell me exactly what happened. <laughs> I don't like you. Uh, so, uh, oh, yeah. So, so whatever, um, Laffy hits a ball that, or either one of them hits the ball that there's a touch or no touch, but it's yeah. in Latvia. It's, 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 it's from what my friend said, it was a pretty obvious call that it was like Latvia got a touch in the ball. Yeah. They call the ball out. They don't call a touch. So instead of being 10-5, it goes to 9-6. And then they argue so much that they get a red card and it goes to 9-7. Oh, man. And they end up losing like 16-14 and, and they win the match and they go. And so, uh, oh. so yeah, it was, it was just like brutal. It was a killer. We ended up winning. So then we ended up winning our quarterfinal match. Um, which I don't know how That's we did it. We were, we were, we were balling. <laughs> like we were like, just lost it. And then we won. And then there was a couple teams that were on the border, right. Of getting in and we were playing a Swiss team that if they beat us. They were probably getting in. Yeah. So we had people calling us like, dude, would you guys lose to them on purpose? And we're mm-hmm. like, no, we're not going to lose them right. on purpose. Yeah. Like, fuck that. Like you got to earn it. Yep. And we got beat like 21-10, 21-12. Like a team that we like almost always beat. And I'm yeah. like, no, nah, one's going to think we got paid to lose. Like, right. We just had nothing. You know yeah, I mean? Yeah. It was like we won it. And it was just like, I mean, it literally was. Oh, actually, no, we lost. No, we lost in the semifinals to uh, Emmanuel and Alison. Okay. Um, we lost them in the semifinals. Who then they ended up losing to Jake and Rosie. Jake and Rosie ended up winning that tournament. Mm-hmm. And then I, we played them for a third place match. And okay. so that bronze medal match was going to get them okay, like got it. a little bit more. And yeah. you know, f- I mean, I've won some bronze medal matches. It's it's fun. Like I won- yeah. we won one in the Olympics with the guys. Like it, it is, you're up for it. But this one we just didn't have. I don't have know. It. We we literally like no, we're going to play hard. We're going to yeah. do it. We just got we I mean, we got smashed. And I was like, oh okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, boys. <laughs> They cool. went to the Olympics. They yeah. earned it. They yeah. beat us. 
It's so crazy though. I was looking at that. I mean, you guys were the fifth ranked team in the world. And yeah. You and then and you didn't qualify. So where was uh, Phil and Todd in this? They were like second or third. So the top two Americans are one, two. Oh no, because I think Phil and Rose or uh, Rosie and Jake were number one that year in the ranking, but they were still in Olympic, oh, Olympic. ranking. They weren't as high. Oh, got it, got it. They okay. weren't as high Olympic ranking. They were like four, and I think there was like three, I think it was us Germans, and Phil. So all the Americans, the German, and then like three Brazilian teams all were kind of like okay. in that top, uh, that top number. But the crazy part is then you go to so our last tournament before the Olympics was Klagenfurt. Okay, and. You know, you always have this big thing about the Olympics and what it is. And, and yeah. literally all the guys, all the teams were just getting on the road, packing their bags, and they were going to London. And we were going home. Mm. And it was this really weird feeling to kind of yeah. put back to home. Like, wait, like all these guys that we play with, most of them we don't lose to. And yeah. they're packing their bags and going to London, and I'm packing my bags home. Like, yep. what the fuck? Like, <laughs> why is this? You know, that yeah, was kind of exactly. like a sad member to seeing guys pack just... You know, it was just like nothing. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna go to the next tour stop, and I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. brutal, brutal, dude, it's I brutal. Know. That's kind of how um, the Brazilian women are. Right oh, now. So and men, yeah, yeah. I mean, Brazilian women have Rebecca and Anna, which I think are two, and then Agatha Duda, I think, are three, and then Maria and Carol were five. Yeah, but Brazil's already picked. Yeah, so their the qualification's done. So Maria and Carol uh, split up. Because they they have no hope left, so I think uh, Carol's playing with Barbara. Um, right. They played their first tournament uh, in Doha, but it's crazy. I was like, "That's the fifth ranked team," and then um, it's so gnarly. I mean, Barbara Fernanda were eleven, and they broke up too. Because like, geez, you had two teams in the top fifteen in the world that aren't going to Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, I hate that that's our sport. That yeah. that's our pinnacle of yeah. our sport is is relying on the world tour and like the Olympics, not like the NBA or something where like it doesn't matter if all your top teams are European that year right. like the best teams in the world are playing here Yeah. so we're gonna go put them on display yeah I mean but, it, I mean it is what it is I guess Haydn and I qualified over a bunch of teams as well oh yeah for sure they're I mean, at the Olympics probably pretty similar position to Ferbs right yeah. I mean, you and Haydn finished we were like, like, top five-ish maybe like no well we were Olympic ranking we were like 12 or 13 so okay. I think like three or four teams behind us yeah it would be like you if, if, if you guys were to go this year it'd be similar I'm right? in the same situation yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. but yeah I mean you can I mean it's it's crazy too because I look back at like some of the stuff and it's just you know I mean I wasn't young when this was going on either I mean I was yeah. but just some opportunities missed and just some like I, I look back just some lack of preparation a little bit and the game was changing a lot when I when I was there. You know, we were all the blocking moves and stuff you guys do. Like we were inventing that. Like right. we didn't really have turns for. Like I, I called the what we used to call the pinky. It was like a show angle dive line. Uh-huh. We called that the witty, and uh. it was like because Mike Whitmarsh, rest in peace, Mike Whitmarsh is the one that started it. But every coach was telling you like, no, you don't want to do that. You always want to be outside and work your way in the court. You know, yeah, so no. it was like. Okay, wait, wait, can we do this? Yeah. And it was like, interesting. It wasn't really many blockers. Like, it was like Whitmarsh before that was like just like blocker, blocker. Right. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, you guys had the whole generation ahead to kind of learn from. And it was, we were transitioning from the big court to the little court and kind of starting to get coaches, but we didn't really pay for them to travel. And video was tough, so you didn't right. watch a ton of video. Yeah. Like, we used to beg you at USA Volleyball the video, but then yeah. they really wouldn't get it. And then we didn't really get supported from USA Volleyball. Then mm-hmm. like halfway between, we started getting supported by USA Volleyball. So it was a transitional 
I think a transitional time and um, so I don't know like there's always I mean of course you finish and you look back at things you think oh my god like just a few things because it right. came down to a couple points right yeah came Dude. down to a couple matches that we shouldn't have lost not in the end when we were like fully in but like two years in advance right 2011 summer three more good finishes that summer which yeah. you easily could have had and that's where we are yeah so I think that's like the lessons I learned is just like you know you just you, the best guys I think are just what what made Emmanuel so great was he just was like he was such a pro he had four coaches he was never going out he was practicing before yeah. he had a routine he was just like I mean he was a freak yeah mm -hmm. but more than that man he was a pro yeah yeah like Emmanuel was a pro and it's and like so he just so he was so consistent you have to earn yourself 10 extra points in a season like I always say that give me five in one season give me five points that I get to scatter wherever I want yeah and I can fully flip my season or like, you know, yeah. I would have been an Olympian kind of thing like that yeah. close. I'd be on the pier one point. I'd be, you know, there's so many big things that could have happened if I could just like throw five yeah. points out there. And I feel like those are the like the professionalism things where you yeah. get those five points. I mean, you can always look at it, too. Like you wouldn't have gotten those opportunities if you hadn't done what you had done to get there. Right. It's always going to be grass totally. is greener right but yeah it is crazy how much how yeah we, we used to play, we used to we used to battle casey and i and then nick and i used to battle this team numerador school yep. and they were a dutch team and so Numerador, good dude. legends i mean so good and like we became really good friends with them casey and i had a match with them in czech republic that was like i don't know like 22 20 third set like just insane and, and we just like bonded with them so we'd hang out with them a lot and but they would always be watching video of us before every match, watching everything. And be like, dude, how many times have we played you guys? Like, yeah. seriously, watching more video. And now I'm like, why weren't we watching video of them? Like, right. we kept losing, but we beat them. But more often than not, they were beating us by like two or three points. Yeah. You know, but we just we knew their game though. But it's just I think that, like you said, it's that that game plan is just I think allows you to just when you're not on your game. You know, and I think when Casey and I were in our game, we were tough, man. We were really tough For to sure. beat. Yeah. Casey on defense and Nick on defense were as good as you possibly can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like uh, just so locked in. Um, they could transition. But, uh, Nick was so explosive in transition. Casey was so creative in transition. Um, but when we weren't locked in, there was a frustration that would get over us and I think overcome us sometimes. Yeah. Like if we weren't, because like you said, like yeah. how do you put a ball down? That's how we could be sometimes, but other yeah. times offense is just good. Yeah. And deep sand, we were always good because guys could you know, would lose some angles and mm -hmm. they could line them up. But sometimes we'd play some big team on like shallow sand and they would just be bombing and yeah. there becomes this frustration. And, and uh, I think the best teams that are always there, it's just like more of a confidence that they're gonna get that one block or that one dig. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. like when it was Lambeau and Karch and then it was Phil and Todd, it was just like 19 all a lot. But if we were 19 all, we were a little bit frustrated with a team we thought we should win. Right. 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 We weren't frustrated when we were playing, you know, Try and John Hyden at 19 all. We were like, fuck, this is a great game. Right. Yeah. yeah. But when we were playing a team that we were ranked better than, there was a little frustration there. And then you maybe get dinged. And right. that ding catches up to you, right? Yeah. Like, we were good in the losers, but those dings catch up to you. Oh, yeah. So. It is. It's funny how, like, at the end of the game, it seems to come down to who, in their own mind, believes that like they should win right yeah like, you, you know that feeling at the end where you're like time for me to end this yeah and then there's also this feeling of okay you know it's phil dollhauser like 
here we go let's see if we can <laughs> let's see what we can do here yeah but like that's not what that's not the feeling you want at the end of the game and right. you know that phil dahlhauser usually because of his experience and like what has happened throughout his career he's got this like i'm gonna finish it again yeah <laughs> but that's probably why it has ha- happens that way granted he's hitting two feet over you but, <laughs> but like that's something i feel like i've tried to build like no like this is just a mental battle right now yeah like if i actually buy into that thought that phil it's it's up to phil to win this then he, i'm gonna lose which how kind of how it is how it was when i was younger yeah but now it's like whatever you think you're right so yeah. don't think that wrong thing i'm working on that at least yeah but I well, really believe you, that that's how it goes. When you and Trev won the Porsche Cup, mm-hmm. was that in three or did you? It was win in that three. Yeah. Okay. I think it's rare to beat Phil in the third set. I mean, I think going into Beijing, yeah. like him and Todd were from 06 to 08, they did not lose one three set match, which is insane. And oh, then in crazy. Beijing, I think they had a couple three setters. I think, uh, I don't know if you ever played the Las Vegas. Yeah. But I think the Las Vegas took them to three. First round of elimination, and they were up like 7 1 in the third. Because one of them yeah. was just Yahtzee and serves. Yeah, the and Todd was like, yeah. well, if you keep serving like that, we're going to lose. And then Phil got a block and they freaked out. Mm-hmm. And then from there, like, gold medal run. Right. But I think to win a third set on Phil, <laughs> it's an accomplishment. And I think it comes down to that confidence. I think people collapse because of his presence. Yeah. Because who he is and what he's done and how big he is. Well, and but, he like, puts, but he puts pressure on you to be perfect. Like right. he yep. doesn't give you those outs, right? Like some right. blockers give you. If you're visual, you see. But on those days when he's big, it's that. Yeah. You know, for for me, it was that. Well, I guess his left hand that In takes the a seam. ball that you don't think. Yeah. You hit it, and you're like. <laughs> he's blocking. <laughs> he's blocking line on you, but then yeah. he presses into yeah. like a and giant seam. Yeah. And but he's still like fully squared up on your line. Yeah, and it's insane. Yeah. And he You're has like, this wow. extra level because he presses so low and early, but then you hit a high line and all of a sudden his hand's at 12 feet and you're like, you were just like here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think people have more. Like we've, I mean, I, God, I lost him so many times in a row. It's crazy. <laughs> but then I beat him like four in a row, yeah. including a three-set win. There you go. Yeah. In Manhattan Open Finals. And I don't, I don't know. I think just little guys got a little bit more used to him. Yeah. You know, just how to kind of, we, we used to call it the fill set and I would set both, both the guys just a little bit lower and off the net Yeah. and then just chop it at that line a little bit on him and try to get him to have to step over. So he can't take so much cross court and yeah. walk line at the same time. Yeah. You know, so it's just a matter of, you know, and you just have to be on your game. Like he just, he's just so consistent. He just yeah. doesn't give you that room. But like, I feel like the fact that you, got to a third set means that anyone can win this set right? yeah so that's why i think it comes down to that mental mm-hmm. thing where who believes they can finish it yeah right 100 oh, because i mean he he for sure has the advantage but you've proven that that advantage is nullified because you're in the third set yeah you both won one so at that point it's like yeah because i remember you, you can't buy like a similar it. feeling when it was the qualifier for the norseka like championships mm-hmm. two years ago mm-hmm. when me and Kyle beat Jake and Taylor in the first set. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Kyle, let's try to finish these guys in two. Yeah. And once we went to three, I was like, I don't like our chances. In three. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just law. And then how'd that like, work out? <laughs> I was like, law of averages says they're probably going to win this one. And we ended up getting smacked in three. But I mean, you're right. It's like that confidence. You're like, damn it. We slipped that one. 
I always think like, I always always laugh beginning of the year, you go to the first tournament and everyone was so confident because mm-hmm. everyone was playing good, everyone had worked hard. Yep. And then by the, like, after a few tournaments, that same team that you barely beat 15, 13, it was like you were smashing them and then a week yep. later they were done. Right. Yeah. And that just goes to show what you're talking about. Just that confidence and that, that belief goes so far because that's the same two guys together battling you, almost taking you down. And a few weeks later, after a couple tough losses, you know, doing it, they're just like, you, you put a little cheek in them and they're, they're done. Yeah. Right. And I, I think that's what we kind of miss from the old school scoring days. Cause mm-hmm. you hear like the old school guys talking like old, more old school than me. And they're like, dude, it just was, it was just mental. Like you just mm-hmm. wore people down. Never Once you got it. it, it was done. You were never out and you just warm down, you warm down, you warm down. And I think in our game, what makes it so challenging for us and especially when you're one of the top players is that you're, you can't like that game goes fast. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, like you win a set, you have a set and all of a sudden you're in a third set and it really anything can happen. Yeah. So more often than not, the better team does win the third set, but I guarantee you a lot bigger percentage of the time that, that better team won the set to 15 that was old school scoring. Right. Right. It was like just really hard to maintain it for a full time. Totally. Yeah. And so, and, and we could like, the one example I gave is I could beat you in a set you know, say 21 to 10 in the first set. Yeah. Who cares? Next set, you're, you're back. Exactly. Or if I was up 10-1 on you with like, and I was a two seed and you were a set or like I say a 12 seed. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Like I'm up 10-1 in you. Like this game's done. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And so I think that that's changed a little bit of the, of it. And it just, we lose a little bit of that. I think some of that toughness, I think some of that like character on the beach, some of the attitude on the beach, mm-hmm. you don't have yeah. as much because you don't, go into that all the time yeah like because it just happens so fast so you get kind of upsets that i don't know it just kind of happen and yeah you know everyone's training now so everyone's good and everyone thinks they can win i don't know it's just a different vibe and i think it's just not quite it's a little bit of that toughness that i think gets a little bit lost in this new way of playing. yeah that's interesting i never really thought about it that way yeah i feel like because a lot of times i feel i mean everyone knows trevor likes to talk a bit and like We got to kind of get him going in in that way. It's good for him. Yeah. He wants people to talk back and bring that energy, and I think I, I'm totally that way too. It, it it can light me up. So we're kind of working with, trying to figure out how to, who to talk to, who to bring energy to, when to bring energy yeah. to ourselves versus the other team, and, I mean, I guess the way that you said, yeah, like wear people down. Like, if someone is siding out early it's like you dare them to can you keep doing it and then you say a little something and then yeah. you you know if they're the right person and it's like this mental warfare that you're doing the whole match but I, back in the day i could see it like everyone was doing it and it was like personal oh, yeah. like talking talking trash is like kind of frowned upon these days right like it like people we we've like run our mouths even the littlest amount on world tour and you see the fans Oh. Coming in like, oh come on guys! Like, oh, yeah. this the is MIB a game. High fives between the yeah. across the net, and we're like, suck it! Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here! Love that. Yeah, because you're just trying to win. Like, you're trying to do everything in your power, and if you're not using that kind of mental warfare, like, guy's tired, his legs are burning, and you like stare him down and short serve him every ball, kind yeah. of thing. Well, like, how much did you work out, dude? Yeah. Remember that workout you missed? You're going to pay for it right mm-hmm. now. Like, make the, them think. The Rosie Raiders finally just like, like, Rosie would scream at them, stop talking to Casey. <laughs> like, you're making them better, right, you know? Sure, yeah. like, or like, stop it. Like, 
Like, put him to sleep. Don't get him going. Casey's and, definitely one of those guys that'll yeah. grind it out and be better if you. Yeah, he talk just well, he's him. gonna just be so on his game to yeah. to be on it. I mean, we mm-hmm. have there's a guy in Poland. Um, this is Casey Jennings. Jennings, Jennings yeah, yeah, Casey Jennings. There's a guy in Poland right now that plays indoor. I'm blanking on his name. He's a good little player, small, scrappy. And it's like rule one is like when we're playing Poland, just don't talk to him. Yeah. Like you want to talk trash, you can talk trash, but not to him. Right. Because once it goes, he's like a whole different beast. He's like talking at every point. He gets the whole team going. Yeah. That's like, so I'm sure that's what people are saying about Trevor, right? Just like let him talk. Don't get back because, you know, you don't, you don't want to. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Uh, Alisson's kind of like that. Yeah. Like he wants, he wants something to happen. Like he'll almost create it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, we were playing them. So when we were in our final match of Olympic qualification, I think we had to, Jake and Casey had to get like a ninth and we had to get like a top three or something like to stay in it, uh, in that tournament. It was like the second or third tournament to the end of Olympic qualification. But we had Allison and Bruno, like drew the best team in the world at ninth, I think. And um, we're going all on. Sean Scott was in the stands and he threw out a, a Hawaiian style chihu. He's like, chihu, <laughs> just like for me, whatever to get me hyped up. And uh, it was after I like blocked one of them or something like that. And Allison got so pissed. Next point that he scored, he turned around to Sean Scott. He's like, <laughs> and he's just fired up the rest of the time. I was like, fuck this guy. Like <laughs> now he's like, he just created. I mean. Willie it's Manor. not like it meant anything really, but yeah, yeah he, he just took it as something personal. And he, I think he knew that he could use it to fuel himself. But you watch the world champs match when they won world championships and he's like going like this, the crowd mm-hmm. in Rio, he knows he yeah. has the crowd on his side, like yeah. the more pressure, the better. Yeah. And he's trying to conduct the crowd. So everything's happening on his watch, right? Yeah. Like we're going to serve when I say I'm going to, I'm going to go dust the line off. I'm going to do this. You could just tell he was commanding the match at that point. And part of that mental warfare is like not letting people get to that point. Like, yeah. If, is it possible to not let Alison get to that point where he feels like he's running everything, you know? Yeah. Whether it's like he does something to, to slow the game down and then you do something to speed it up or, yeah. or like, I don't know. How's it? Try here. Just want to take a quick commercial break to let you know about a new game called CrossNet. CrossNet is the world's first four-square volleyball game. So instead of there being two sides of the net, there's four sides to the net, and it X's in the middle. Uh, It's a really fun game, and I joined the CrossNet team late last year, and I've been having a lot of fun with it with my buddies out in Hawaii and also here in California. I've been playing with other pros as well, like Casey Patterson and the Crab Brothers. Uh, But it's not just for pros. It's actually great for all skill levels. In fact, CrossNet is being played in over 10,000 schools to help teach the game of volleyball. So it really is for anybody, and I highly recommend it. CrossNet is now available in Walmart, Dick's, Shields, Academy Sports, and pretty much every other major retailer. So you shouldn't have a problem getting it. Or you can just head to CrossNetGame.com to pick up a net and make sure to use code SANDCAST for $25 off your order. All right, back to the action. You guys know the drill. Wilson Volleyball is our number one sponsor. We love them to death, and we would love it if you guys loaded up on some preseason Wilson Volleyballs because guess what? It's February, and we're thinking that there's going to be a season this year. 
So with that said, beaches are opening back up. It's time to get some more Wilson volleyballs at 20% off using our discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, so you can get the best beach volleyballs in the game. I think I saw the German Beach Volleyball League using Wilson Volleyballs, so they're infiltrating Europe. All right, the whole world is starting to realize that no one makes a better ball than Wilson. So get a 20% discount using SANDCAST-20 and load up on some new Wilson Volleyballs today. And now, back to the show. But I feel like that used to happen a lot more probably. Yeah, there's a lot the more just, yeah. Exactly. We have the Wiping refs the sunglasses. And we have the refs like riding us nowadays, though. Like you can't even go like, I've I've walked slow back to the line. I just walk slow in general, yeah. and they're they're blowing their whistle at me. I'm like, you're, I didn't even do anything to delay here. I just walk slow. Yeah. And you're blowing the whistle at me like, basically. I mean, you're getting in my head. Like you're making me like think about you right yeah. now and fucking pissing me off. Yeah. yeah. It's funny how different the avp refs are and the world tour refs like the avp refs like they want to just beat your friends out there They're that like, can be a problem too. <laughs> <laughs> and the world or a good ref, thing like yeah, I, yeah the, i, I learned early on that the more you're a veteran the, the better it is on the avp yeah. Yeah. with the refs yeah but i got called on a double in um doha and i was asking the ref i was like what was it that was a double like was my left hand high like did it come in bad did it come out bad and he goes go back Oh, he won't even talk to me? He wouldn't even not, talk to me. Not possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not possible. Are you kidding me? And I was just like, what not was the possible. call? And he was just like, and then he blew the whistle. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't know what to. Yeah, they won't even talk to you now. Yeah. They won't I mean, even that's, like, it was you. like that. We did, they did like an eight second rule in between points. Yeah. And it, like, it's amazing. Like your wind, because you're never really recovering, yeah. especially if it's a long rally. Mm -hmm. And it's like eight seconds. You're like, dude. You're like jogging back. And they kind of the like eased up on it. But the first turn, I think it's 12 now, right? I might have been 12. We it? actually looked up this rule. It's eight seconds after they blow the whistle. That's what it's supposed so to be, So they might right? give you... So once you... The person gives you the ball, and you have eight seconds from the time you have the ball, because then they'll yeah, blow the whistle after you get it. Yeah, but it's different. There's a time limit from when the ball goes dead to when they they blow the whistle. Right, but they can't it's blow it. For you to serve. They can't blow it until you physically have a ball in your hand. Right, right, And right. so I'll, like, delay time by, Don't like... Don't get it, yeah. Not taking the ball I would like go to one side of the net and be like no 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 and walk to the other one yeah. and take that that ball from the volunteer you gotta figure out ways to catch your breath in your blocker well, you know what you do if your partner <laughs> if your partner needs a breath you uh, you just go back to serve when it's not your turn the Jenkins special <laughs> yeah oh it's not mine oh, okay Jake will make Taylor serve 21 partner. times in a row to catch his breath <laughs> we do that all the time but it's usually on accident yeah. I can never remember whose <laughs> serve it is Oh, Ferbs, if, if you had to go back or if you got to go back and tell your younger self, like in the beginning of that quad, the what, London quad, yeah. what advice would you give your younger self in the beginning of that quad? Well, I think I'd go back just to the beginning mm -hmm. and just, uh, you know, I think it, it would be same lessons I'm still learning now, but patience, mm. you know, and, and just keep grinding. I think Casey and I, we, we came on the tour, we were like in four finals like that. And it was like 22-20, 22-20, we lost two of them, you know, and, but we wanted more and it was like more what we weren't doing right, mm. right? I was new, Casey was more experienced, but you know, people didn't think Casey was like this great player yet. Right. So he wanted to prove it. And I was just like, well, I gotta like, I want to win and I want to, and so I think we got, I just got like, instead of learning some lessons, I think I got a little bit like uh, frustrated with them. Mm. 
and wanting more and was like, dude, you've been playing the beach for two years. Mm. Like if you just keep your pace, keep it going, you'll get there. So just, I guess maybe a little perspective huh. on that. Um, and I think that, that takes you a long way. That kind of sets you up for, yeah. you know, your ability. Like I have this thing I talked to the girls about and it's like prep, action, and then um, react. Prep, reaction, react. Mm. And it's like you prep for, and you can do this for like a match, right? Like how do I prep for the match? Yeah. The action, how you played it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, how do you react to it? Are you going to learn from it? You're going to be like pissed off? Or are you going to just blow it off like you, a bad ref? Yeah. You know, a bad ref call blew it off. But I think you can also do it within like every single point of the match. You prep yourself for like, what am I doing on this point? You play it out. And then how are you going to react? Are you dwelling on it? Are you learning from it? Are you moving on? Right. And so I think like keeping it simple like that and just believing, you know, kind of this through that process, because when you're, when you're trying to get better and trying mm -hmm. to learn the game, there, there's, there's a lot, right? Yeah. So like, you know, your coach could tell you five different things on every block move. Like I've come and watched sure. them yeah. play sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, well, what should I tell them? You know, like we're asking them like, dude, like these guys are so good. Yeah. You know, like he's so good. Like it, now it's just a matter of, it's just like a fine tune for you at this yeah. point, but you have a bad match. And if you get caught up in that bad match, it can, it's not helping you. Yeah. Right. Um, I worked with a guy named Benny Arquitas and, uh, and he's a, like the martial art kickboxer. He was like MMA before MMA in right. the seventies. Okay. And, yeah. and I trained with him and he never lost a title fight. So he would go to Thailand and battle the guy, the Muay Thai guy mm -hmm. and beat him in Muay Thai. Then he'd go to Japan and beat him in that insane guy. And he would always say like, well, I didn't lose yet. Like, or I ran out of time. So when you lost a match, it was just like, you didn't lose, you just huh. ran out of time. Yeah, Interesting. right, we ran out of time, bro. If we score, kept it kept going. And just kind of keeping that going where it's like, it's always, huh. you're kind of always keeping it right. moving forward instead of like, well, cause I'd call him like, I was, I was so shitty today and I did this. And right. Mentally I was checked out and you know, he'll be like, well, not yet. You know, mm. like, but once you go that route, you've lost and you're defeated, right? right. So I think it's just kind of a combo of that. Um, so I, that's just a cool lesson that I think, um, you know, sure. I, I, I've learned though from coaching now is that like you can tell people really good stuff, but you're only ready to learn it at some points in your career. Totally. So I could tell myself something when I was 24 and I might not listen. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably were. Maybe people totally. were telling me that, you know, I yeah. don't know. Like I don't remember, but I heard it when this person said it yeah. and I heard it. And what Benny would always say, and I think this is really resonates with me is like, I can give you like a, a coloring book with outlines of how to be successful and stuff and things mm -hmm. I do, but you got to color it in and make it your own. Right. Right. And so it's you making it your own before you grasp it. So as me as a coach now, I'm trying to find out ways where I can share things with, with, you know, players I coach that they can hopefully understand, Yeah. but then resonates with them enough where they want it. They want to color it in. Right. They want to do the work. Right. And I think that's the challenge because as you get older, you know, a lot of the answers. It's not, Right. But me telling you an answer doesn't help you if you're not willing to do that work. It's crazy. Right. So I think that's kind of the, the job that I work at all the time as being a coach is how I can, you know, give people enough so they know that we know what we're talking about because they forget quickly that you do know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and Dude. then, uh, did you play like, a little bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then it goes that route. So anyways, just, um, that's funny that I was, like, maybe I did hear it when I was that age. Yeah. I didn't listen. No, I'm like right in that right now. And I feel like I'm, you know, let's say halfway through the career where I know what you're saying, like 
I've been told so many things, but I'm rehearing it now and it's like sticking more, you know? And even last night, like I'm just thinking about how hard it is to be a coach. Cause like, I mean, I'm trying to, Olympics kind of made this whole pressure makes you a little more anxious for everything to be perfect and whatnot. And I'm trying to be patient and not try to make everyone around me be perfect because that's just not fun to be around, you know? Um, But like, I do get frustrated with Jose and like, like, that's not what I want to hear right now. Like, you're telling me too many things. I'm trying to focus on this and you're telling me that and blah, blah, blah. But then last night we had, we had like a barbecue and, and we were just kind of talking about volley at the end of the night. And I was like, just listening to his stories and like how passionate he is and how much he actually knows. I'm like, fuck, (laughs) I forget like how valuable the stuff he's saying is. And like, if I'm, if I hear it at the wrong time, I just like, no, that's not what I want to hear. Yeah. But like at the same time last night, I'm like, damn it, try like, you need to fucking check yourself more often. Like, listen, dude, like this guy is fully bought in, like only wants you to succeed. And he's been there. And you have your ideas of stuff that has worked and you're not wrong either. But like, don't let that value go to waste. Yeah. And it's, but it's so hard. It's so hard. Cause you're like, you're, you're right too. There's a reason you're the one on the court. There's a reason you have that confidence. Right. And that confidence is pretty much what it's what got you there. Yeah. Yeah. I think but, like my advice on that is you just like, it's video at that point. Right. Because you have your feeling of what it is and you have to believe it. Right. You know I mean? You can't do something he wants you to do if your conviction is not there on those mm. moves. So you gotta, you gotta find a way to get that video broken down and say, okay, like that works. Mm. Or like, I know my way doesn't make sense to you, but this works, you know? And so I always admired, I wasn't like so practical like that, yeah. you know, but I think that's really, I mean, when it comes down to it, I mean, it's so funny. You go to Europe and you lose a match in Europe when you're playing indoors. And so I'm all with Europeans, uh, cigarettes, yeah. beer, not much talk. Yeah. After the match in the U.S., you lose and it's like four hour conversation. And it's really like, well, if we would have served two more balls in, we won. Right. right. You know I mean? We missed 20 serves. It's like, but we find <laughs> yeah. 30 reasons to come up with, right? Yeah. And then you watch the video and you're like, oh man, like I played, like we didn't play that bad. And you were like screaming at your team afterwards, like you played the worst game ever. So I think like, you know, the more video you can get where it's like, you, cause that's visual perspective. Most of us are visual learners and you're like, all right, you're right. Like that Mm -hmm. visually is what I need. I want to work on that. But then you need to have the detail to stay on that and work on it. And that's what used to frustrate me was I would get this feedback from like Casey or Nick and everyone told how to block and how to do this. And then like three weeks would go by and then it'd be like, why are you doing that? And it's like, well, like we I'm trying we're... to change a habit. Like we're not setting up drills to change this. Yeah. Like, but it is, I mean, but at the end it's on me. Like I should have been in those moments working on that stuff. But at the same time, it's like, oh, we got to set up these, this drill. So like exactly, you said, it's yeah. a, it's a balancing act. But I think you, if you know, if you're trusting, if you really think there is a way of doing it, then you find video and you find evidence yeah. of it and how that works. And then yeah. you explain it so you guys can move forward or you set something up. Okay, let's set up. How am I going to get better at this? And more importantly, is this going to be the difference? Are we going to spend time on this? Because right now we're getting ready to go to the Olympics. Right. So I'm totally. cool. If we think this is worth a point, let's spend time on it. Break it down. We'll take 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever we need to practice. Yeah. If not... Like, let's go to something that's going to make us a point better. Yeah. Let's spend 10 more minutes serving. 
let's spend 10 more minutes pulling, whatever it is that you think is going to be like the difference. Yeah. Because right now it's not about getting better at everything for you guys. It's about getting better at like something that's going to make like right. a tangible difference. If there is, I mean, even that's hard to find, right? Yeah. It's so, just like, can work I, at it. it's just like timing it, being good at the right time and yeah. finding that flow is really like what I'm trying to like let go of more of the technical and all that and just be like, okay, now I got to connect with Trevor. Yeah. Like, yeah. You got to find that yeah. flow at the and right time. And that's kind of a hard thing for you guys to do just because all you've been doing for a year and a half is technical. I mean, yeah. you have the three tournaments for the Champions Cup, but you haven't been able to get into a competition rhythm yeah. where you're just like, you know what, screw all the technical stuff I've been learning. You just like, it's got to be automatic at some point where you just turn yeah. off and compete. Yeah, I know. Like even last night, uh, Jose was saying that the Olympics isn't in in uh, August July or, or August. Yeah. The Olympics is every day at practice. Yeah. Like, and that's so true. Like when you're doing these qualifications, it's like that match I played in Vegas. Remember 2017? The end of when was that? Against Krasilnikov right. and Stoyanov. And uh, I had 2018 a, maybe. Fall 20. I had the trickle ace to win the match, and it bounced twice. So like he scooped it somehow. And then fell backwards and hit it, and it trickled back on us yeah. for us to win for the match. match point. And then we ended up losing the bronze medal match. But like, those were Olympic points, you know? Like, yeah. And that was like three years ago. It yeah. feels like that was, I think, the second. Um, but that qualification event. That swing, it was. That swing was just as important as the last one. Right. And that's the crazy thing if you think about it. So it yeah. kind of brought me back to present. Like, yeah, like we have to figure out a way to bring that pressure in practice right now. Like, but it's so hard because we haven't played in so long. Right. And then we didn't get to play in Doha. And, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's got to be like, I think that the area where another area where I think we could do, we, I could have done better is you got to make that fun. Mm. Like you got to make those challenges and like, look at it like, fuck yeah, dude. Like yeah. we can get better at this. That. Not like, wow, we suck at this. We're not good <laughs> at this because that's frankly where we went more often with it right yeah. but it was like wow like we could do this like this could be fun yeah so if you can make it like fun and getting on that skill and then there's a grind to it right always a grind to For it sure. but there's if you can get that i think that you know a little bit of fun out of those changes it, it, it changes that it gets you learning a little bit more yeah. than you just repping out a drill you know yeah i feel like we're at that point right now it's like yeah, I'm bummed you guys didn't get to play in Doha. I'm I'm a little upset with USA Volleyball over that one. Yeah, it just, it just no a, <laughs> I just you know I just feel like three teams have earned a spot, whether one's in the qualifier and two are in the main draw, and then you qualify for the or you do a country quota for that fourth team. You know, whatever that fourth spot yeah. is, you, that's a country quota. But just because yeah. the team's in the qualifier, especially with you guys, when you're going for the Olympics and you had a hand injury that yeah. kind of led to it, I was like, you know. Cause going to the qualifiers enough, you know, but I mean, yeah. I don't know. I just, that was disappointing to, to well, have we would have been main draw too. We had enough teams dropped out. Teams dropped out. So we were main draw, but, but Sean had pulled us out already, but we've talked about that enough. Already. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll move on. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, but yeah, it's you guys crazy. Play. I like how you guys are doing those. Like, aren't you guys doing those little tournaments down there? Yeah. Like, good, yeah. Right? Just trying are to simulate something. Yeah, I think so. Nice. Yeah, you gotta yeah. play, man. Yeah, like, we gotta, they gotta compete. We, we need to compete, exactly. Yeah. But we're putting, it's funny because we're putting a lot on practices right now. Not like literally, but we're 
that tension is there, you know? Yeah. And it's something that I keep hearing. You're the third or fourth person whose opinion I respect that I've heard say, you got to have fun with it. Like Rosie's out there. You guys got to get back to having fun. Uh, Mr. Crab. I know. I'm like, totally like, wow. Like, but it's just just an opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah. It's that perspective when you back out from it. But then we're That is the fun shit. Like, you're in it like this. Like, that's a part you remember, (laughs) man. Like, you're in it. I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, look, if you go home, we're at practice and you go home and you tell your parents, they go, how was practice? And you go, it's okay. If you didn't have a good practice, Right. But if you go home and go, how's practice? I mean, we don't, none of us like to talk to our parents about that stuff. But if you went home, like, oh my God, <laughs> there was just one ball and I dove for it and I got it up. And then he transitioned, yeah, sent yeah. me like, because you're telling a story of something you did in practice because mm-hmm. you were so locked in. Right. Right. And when you're on that, that's not locked in. Yeah. Like, and I always tell people like, when I say have fun, I'm not saying like laugh. Right. Smile after you get blocked. I'm not telling you to smile after you get blocked and have fun. But I'm telling you like, respect that guy that blocked you. Right. And think about ways, be so focused and so locked in that you're back and going at it and don't beat yourself up and don't go down and put your head down and yeah. do all stuff that's not fun. Yeah. So there's like that, I think focus would be more fun to me than like huh. you and Trevor should start laughing during practice. Right, work. totally, totally. You know what I mean? But it's just like respect that focus, respect all the work that it takes to be great mm-hmm. and, and but enjoy that, somehow enjoy that a little yeah, bit. You know, and totally. if someone can crack a joke and laugh to break it up, that's great. Right, right, you right. You know, laugh at in, uh, Jose's accent or something. Right. You know? but, yeah. <laughs> There's Whatever a good amount of that. Yeah. But yeah, it's so hard to like not get. Oh. Last quad, I was like pretty aggro too. Like, we had John like, too sometimes. Oh, we gotta do this. Yeah, and I mean, John's, he, uh, he rides you yeah. for sure. But. This time I'm trying to be less aggro about it and just kind of let it happen, but also yeah. be like, like you said, focused and trying to find the yin, yin and yang yeah. on this yeah. time around. And it's, it's intense, man. I'm like starting to remember now, like what it was like towards the oh. end. And I'm like, oh yeah, Dude, this, where you can't sleep. <laughs> yeah. We played in the Czech Republic and I think we got like a, we lost first round, Nick and I did. And we were literally like, this is Olympic year. We, were, we had already gotten, I think we got second in the first event in Brazil. We lost to Phil and Todd in the finals. And I had like gotten food poisoning the night before the final. So it was good. And then we got, I think a fifth in China. We went to Czech Republic and we got, were losing the, I don't even remember who we lost to, but we were like literally Nick and I were yelling at each other. They're like full screaming at each yeah. other, just so tense. And then we ended up playing this gnarly match against a Brazilian team who lost because it wasn't a pool play, it was just a straight up 32 and okay. we lost. And uh, I look back at that, I'm like, my God, dude, we just didn't let our like, we just came out totally separate and then brawled when we weren't doing what we wanted to do yeah. instead of like, dude, I got your back, got my back, yeah. like, let's get this, what do we need to do? How can we set this up? Yeah. So that when it came, we were ready for it and we just weren't and it just like, here we are, you know, big tournament we get a 25th it wasn't a grand slam thank god and and you know but it was an opportunity for us to have a good tournament yeah and we lost it so it's brutal a lot of pressure olympics (laughs) are a lot of pressure i've never felt it probably never will but (laughs) just watching you guys but then at the end of the day it's like that's the you'd be so even if you lost it in the most heartbreaking way you'd be so much more bummed for not having that experience oh yeah yeah we learned, I learned a ton in my losses and my wins and just all those experiences. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, USA Volleyball wasn't helping us back then. 
So yeah, we were totally. going two thousand bucks out of pocket to go to a draw, to go to play in the country quota. You know, we played yeah. we played we played Dane and Nigs in the final of a San Diego event in two thousand three, like our first tournament, um, one of our first tournaments, and we lost. They had just won Greece, so they were a new team too. No one yeah. knew who Jeff Nigard was. Dane and Jeff go out there, they win Greece, they come back to to San Diego, they beat us in the finals. Um, we go over and play them in the country quota in Switzerland and we beat them <laughs> in the country quota in Switzerland. And there's 90 cameras out because not for us, but all for Dane and Nice because yeah. here's a team no one knew and then right. there's one, right? <laughs> and then we go and we end up like, you know, with, I don't know, we made, we made the main draw and we went, but it just like, we did that, we paid for that, like to get yeah, all the right. out of to do it. There was no like, you know, that was before the checks came yeah. or whatever. And then it was like, if you made the main draw, if you got it, they'd give you like a little bit of money. And mm -hmm. so it was just like, it was definitely, um, warming up for that match was nerve wracking. And oh, always yeah. like in Europe, it's always a little cold or yeah. really hot, yeah. you know? And it's yeah. like, everyone's kind of around and no one really wants to say anything. Cause it's like, so they're just like, just cheer, please. Like yeah. no one cheers. <laughs> yeah. It's quiet. It's like golf Cause match. none of the Americans, so none of the Americans can cheer. Right. So right. Right. Side. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Uh, <laughs> that's what's crazy about our sport in general. It's like, I feel like, I mean, going like truly committing to the grind of beach volleyball has to prepare you for like real life more than anything else yeah. that I can think of. Like, I mean, I've never played a match with the stakes that you guys are talking about, but going to China, we were the dead last seed in the qualifier for a three star in China, uh, two years ago. And I was like, you know, this is like a $3,000 trip that we're taking. We could lose in 25 minutes. And I was like, the first ball that we played, I, I was like, I just want to survive the first switch. Like, I'll take down 5-2. I, like, couldn't feel my hands. Like, they were so numb. And then once you get over that, it's good. But it's like, like you said, nothing will really make you all that nervous after that. <laughs> you're good. Um, how, how has it been, I don't know, kind of entering? Obviously, you're still in the coaching world. But mm -hmm. do you feel like a lot of, I mean, we talk about a lot, like, you're you're basically a travel agent you're you know dealing with your own finances and d dealing with a lot of things you know hiring your trainer your coach like a lot yeah. of things that other professional athletes don't have to deal with yeah do you feel like a lot of those skills have translated over um post-career yeah i remember the first national team trip i went on as a coach or indoors and like we're carrying all the jerseys. We're carrying like the guys literally are packing a bag, but no volleyball stuff except for their shoes. Right. Yeah. We're backing the bars. We, they got the uh, game readies. Like, <laughs> you know, there's 12 bags that the guys have to kind of carry, but mm -hmm. like that AB are, are amazing trainers packing for yep. the guys. And I'm like, wow, like, and the trips and the food's all done. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, yeah, we used to like, it's a little different than it was for us. <laughs> yeah. A little different. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I think all those, all that responsibility, the lessons. Um, I think just the, I remember, I think it was right after 2008 and Casey and I had gotten back together and uh, US, that's when USA was like trying to kind of get in a little bit more with beach volleyball, yeah. like Carrie and some other people were like, dude, you guys give us zero support. Like you yeah. gotta step up, like, or we're gonna start our own, like we're gonna get a beach federation, right? And it was a big deal. And people compared it to like skiing and snowboarding. Eventually there was a snowboarding and a skiing one, uh, right? It's not one. Oh, interesting. And I thought there was some merit in it and we were meeting and then USA Volleyball was like, no, we're going to step up. And they have, right? Yeah. Like they've really done a great job. Um, but at this point it wasn't the case. And 
but they, they, we had this meeting and it was so funny. It was like, they were telling us all the support and what they were going to do for teams and how they're going to help them and get these young teams going and train them and get them going. And I was like, well, that's really cool for the young teams. And that's really good that you're going to like, you know, you're going to take someone and teach them what they have to do. But the old system, the great part about it was, is that you found out people that really wanted it and they could like do it on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like, you know, you knew that Casey and I could do it because we did it. Right. You didn't know before if Casey and I were 24 year olds and they were doing it, like you don't know when you're investing time and energy and, and it just like, maybe you do it, but maybe you're doing it because you're getting that help, but you're just not mentally totally there to do it. Yeah. And so I think that's, a, um, was kind of like, I was like, oh, is this real? I mean, it's better, but you don't, you still want to make people like earn it. Like you still want to make people go do that because it's, yeah. it's, it's proving it. Um, but I think just our sport in general does that, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I played on a broken foot for a year because only way I get paid is if I play. So I played on it, right? Jeez. It was like a st- stress fracture. Like two days after the season, the thing snapped. Oh. Um, you know, all the injuries you play through, right? Thumbs, fingers, oh, fingers yeah. neuroma in my foot. It's the shoulder. worst. You, you do a finger early in the season, yeah. you're like, oh, no, that's going to be there the whole year. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. that's not going away the whole season. Not that other athletes season. don't play through pain and listen to football players. Like, right. uh, hockey, I know, like, more, more, way more than we do. Right. But if they can't go, they get paid. Yeah. If we can't go, we do not get paid. Yeah. yeah. And so I think all that does, it, it does, it sets you up and it, and, um, and we fly back and coach until you get across the world, until you get the status. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, it makes you, it just, it teaches you just to be prepared. Like it teaches you to take responsibility, which I love. I love yeah. those lessons I learned. Mm-hmm. Like, don't wait for it. You can't, I can't wait for the hope. I can't fuck up on this because no one's taking this over for me. I got to get the right flight. Yeah. I got to do it. And if you don't, you learn a quick lesson. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I feel like it kind of teaches you as well. It teaches you, um, like, fail big, kind of. Yeah. You know, if you because if you go half in on this, and you're not fully committed to that one mat, you get such a small window to actually make it. Like, yeah. for example, when Hayden and I won our country quota um, down at the beach down here, and then we earned ourselves three events and. By the end of those three events, we were main draw team, and, yeah. you know, and awesome. I went from nothing to uh, in the Olympic race all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, but that window was so small, and and I feel like if you're half in, you're like playing it safe. You're just not gonna. It's not gonna work. Yeah. And that's like a good life lesson too. I'm like, if I'm gonna go for something, I'm going big. Yeah. And I'm gonna fail big. Which is kind of how I feel with the Olympics. Like you, put every, yeah. you put everything into it. And like, for no, both of us been there where it's like, well, you're not an Olympian. You did all that? No, nope. you don't get that label. You still got five events. Oh, well, I'm lucky I, I got another <laughs> shot. You're shot. still there. <laughs> I got a shot. But I'm saying yeah, the no, last quad, that's what yeah. I was like, yeah. dude, all these guys are Olympians. And I, then I you get, get out of it right and you're like, it's really not that big of a deal. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. Like, okay, whatever, love to play in the Olympics, yeah. Yeah. But, like, it's not, it's in the in the grand scheme of things, yeah, way yeah, better yeah. to go for it. Right. Than yeah. to not and, and go. I think Brian Lewis always had a great saying. If you guys know who Brian Lewis is, but he was a great player. Yeah. He was, like, finishing his career when I was starting, but an Orange County guy where I grew up and, and just always was a good mentor for us and had the, one of the best jump of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Lewis used to say, you know, you got to play naked. And, you know, and that just, that's just it. You know, you got to yeah. be out there and willing to expose yourself to all that. Otherwise, 
you know, you're in trouble. So, yeah. you know, it's your chance to kind of put all these lessons to work, I right? Know. Like to go see it's if you can cool. do it. It yeah. is cool. I mean, like, because I, I could be sitting here saying, like, I wish I had the, another opportunity to do it. Yeah. But I, I have that now, so. Let's go. Here we go. I mean, Cancun <laughs> is, you leave in like three-ish weeks, four weeks? Yeah. Three weeks. How, many, how many events are there going to be? Sorry. Um, three events three in events. Cancun, yep. And then there'll be one in Sochi, Russia. Okay. And then one in Ostrava, Ostrava Czech Republic. Oh, so five that's, events. That's it. Yeah. Rad. Five events. Three in Cancun. Yeah. And where are you guys going to be in the main draw now? Or are you going to have to go in the qualifier? You know? As of now, we're country quota again against Theo and... Camer, which okay, is another I'm, long I'm gonna story. Make a calls. Yeah, no kidding. I'm gonna make a couple calls. <laughs> <laughs> you got some pull. Sean's got you guys. Sean's I wish got I, you guys. Hey, old partner. No, I've already had an hour-long conversation I'm with sure Sean. We and we didn't get anywhere. <laughs> was, it, uh, was it any? He, he had logical explanation for you after because I know that you barely missed 08 too, right? Uh, yeah, we kind of made a late run, okay. but we weren't really that close. But um, we ended up being like ranked seventh okay. or so, but we weren't really in the running. Was it any consolation to you to win a bronze medal in 2016 after coming so freaking close to making it in 2012? I mean, well, as a coach, yeah, but still, I mean, you were there. Yeah, I mean, was that your it, first Olympics? That was my first Olympics, That's right? I mean. And so that was pretty, it was just special being there. Like opening ceremonies, John, the uh, head coach, Spra, let me walk because yeah. um, it's like you only get so many people that can walk. So not every coach gets to walk. Coaches mm. don't get medals. So right. all you guys know that. Wow. Uh, so um, Interesting. it's, yeah. So we, uh, but yeah, it was, it was just being there was yeah. amazing. Um, and I felt like it was a really good time for me because I had just kind of gone through that stuff. So I was able to share a lot of that stuff with the guys and yeah. um, be in that situation and keep everyone. But our group was just, we had a, just a really good group of guys that were focused, but kept it fun and that uh, were young, but we had enough veteran leadership. It was just yeah. a really good mix of everything and guys that, they got naked on that court, man. They played hard. We had some big points. We got down. We lost our first match to Canada, which was supposed yep, to be one of the easier that. wins. We lost to Italy in pool play. We ended up losing to later in the semifinals. So we were 0-2 in the Olympics with Brazil and France uh, still to go in our pool. So yeah. we were looking at not getting out of pool play. Right. And uh, John stayed. I mean, I'm thinking about that. Like, I mean, I was calm, and I'm the assistant coach. You yeah. Know? Uh, he's the head coach and he stayed calm. We just uh, stayed focused and the guys responded like no other. We, our win versus France and our win versus Brazil are some of the best volleyball I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, I mean, right there, like, holy shit. Like, that, these guys are balling. Yeah. Nothing yeah. hit the ground. We have guys my height that are so fast and explosive covering the yeah. net. Just, it was really, Mike was setting so well. It was really fun to watch. Yeah. So, yeah, being a part of that, being in that locker room, that definitely gives you that sense of like, you know, like we were all in it, coaches, everyone's super focused. So it was fun. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait to get back to that again. Yeah, that's, there's sure. nothing, there's nothing like that. Yeah. And you guys are qualified for Tokyo. Right? Yeah. We're, nice yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all qualified. Um, so yeah, now it's just a matter of, of getting ready. And, um, I think the nice thing too, on the indoor side is coaches have a little more impact yeah. than on the beach side. I mean, we're calling like, I'm calling commit blocks. We're going to go in the middle, what we're scheming on. And yeah. everyone's on those, those pay off. Yeah. And it's still, I mean, obviously it's the guys that are winning and not doing anything, but it does give you a little bit more action and say in the game where you're in yeah. it, where I feel like it's gotta be frustrating as a beach coach to just have not well, having like game day. You have to, you're like thinking about what you put in your body because you want your brain to be 
Good. Yeah. But right. like a beach coach, you're like, I'm going to be in the stands. Yeah, so I'm gonna be in the time stand. for me to get my donut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but that's just how I'm. Oh, it's so weird to me. To not have any control, coaches. that's got to be tough, you know? Because oh the amount of time that like, all your Dude, coaches they stress so hard. Because I, I had Evie yeah. and Jose. Like, <laughs> Evie stresses oh, so hard. <laughs> He's just a stress yeah. ball. I think it's so weird that beach coaches aren't allowed in the boxes. Like, what other sport? Is your coach not allowed to, uh, tennis. to be with your players? Tennis, okay. Yeah, tennis. You're a tennis guy, right? No. Like, okay. No. I mean, I like no, tennis, okay. yeah. I like tennis, but I, I just don't. Uh, I think that's what it's, it's, just, it's... I find it so strange Yeah. that that's the case. I don't really get the purpose. I, I thought early on it was because some countries didn't have like coaching and it'd be too much of an advantage for one team or another, but... I don't, yeah, we're past I don't know that what point. the logic is at this point. I don't know what the logic of the country quota is, to be honest, at this point. Because it, it's done if its there's job one now. or two like, teams added in, it's not going to ruin the integrity of it being an international event anymore. Right. But it is going to completely screw over those two teams. It would be right. completely unfair to those teams who aren't fighting against the rest of the world. They're fighting against their own country. Yeah. Well, the what has to go for it to change is you have to somehow prove that you are now you are taking my ability to compete away, like, like from a legal standpoint. From a legal standpoint, right? That's like you're, you're taking valid. my ability to compete. Like I want to go be a professional. I mean, that's kind of, you know, when. Why does it matter what country I'm from? Yeah. I'm. We're two individuals who are a team trying to compete. Yeah. And, you're and if we're ranked. 20th in the world, that's what we are. If we're ranked 40th in the world, that's what we are. If we're ranked 5th in the world, that's what we are. Right. Bottom line, right? right. Yeah. So, but I don't... Oh, I like that approach. There must be... There must be... <laughs> there must not... That must not be the case. I feel like it'd be gone, but maybe it's just us in Brazil are the only ones that really deal with it, right? Yeah. Maybe once in a while, there's a, a local event where more guys go to, but... No, yeah. We're the only ones. Germany, I think. Yeah. A little bit. And I think Canada is slowly getting close to... Yeah. Happening. I bet. But, I well, I know their guys have like nine Canadian teams signed up for Cancun, so they might actually have. Oh them. yeah, but but they I don't think have. Women are they don't have multiple enough. teams that are main draw teams, right? Right. Their women are going to so, get yeah. deep enough, I think, just with how many young ones are yeah. playing so good in college, and that are going to be coming up and playing at that level soon. So, but I think it, because the country code was established, so every tournament wasn't ten Brazilians versus ten Americans, but we're yep. past that point now. I think yeah. it's done its job to make parity spread across the sport. And now we're well, it, it it may get there like over time, but yeah. in the end, like that's the the bug's been spread, right? Like yeah. Sinjin got beach volleyball spread around the totally. world, yeah. which is awesome. Like really, it, it is. But now it's like we make people better by doing that, right? You yeah. get better by having to be better to right. get there. So <laughs> yeah. I think it's. I think it's I, I think it is time and i mean maybe if it got to the point where it happened and it just got taken over then maybe you right you know maybe you have to do it again but i think they could at least try to get rid of it for a while also from an entertainment standpoint like people don't want to watch a bunch of the top teams from the top countries play each other they want to see the best teams in the world go at it yeah i think yeah and if the fifth american team is better than the number one from israel or whatever if, if let's say Israel gets a team that goes free to the main draw not even the Israel fans are excited about it because they know they've got a free <laughs> pass to the main draw right but if they earned it if they know how hard it is to get there and this team got there they got all the way to the main draw then it's like everyone's going to back them and want to watch them yeah it's not exactly how it works like yeah. if they're in the main draw they they 
probably did earn it, you know, unless it was like the one or two country quota teams. Yeah. But I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> it's exciting it that you've got stuff to play again soon. You've got stuff to coach again. Yeah. Yep. So what's your schedule looking like? So you're coaching Long Beach for another what couple months before you're kind of leaving for Italy and then national team from there on out yeah um so i'll go probably till the beginning of may with the with the girls and then they get dead week final so we they can't do anything during that time and our six weeks will be up with them in the spring um and then i'll probably start coaching the guys right when long beach is done guys will start coming back and then yeah i'll be doing for a little bit i'll do some rock star at night and national team during the day and then when i'm in the bubble obviously i can just lock in which is nice for me because yeah. I have a lot of stuff going on, so it's nice I can go and just... Like, right now, I'm focused just on Long Beach, and yeah. it's it's nice. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah. Ferbs, thanks for coming yeah, on. Man. Thanks Heck for having me. Yeah. Glad to have you here. Stoked. It's a blast. Yeah, thanks for having me, and good, good to catch up with you guys. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Hopefully, right. you two will see each other in Tokyo. Yes. Oh, that'll Let's be epic. Let's go, Ferbs. See you there. Thanks for uh, right. biking by and giving us some advice as well. Oh, yeah. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shoots, guys. <laughs>